0: Hello and welcome to How to Be Happy with Dr. Wendy. Inside of you is an infinitely compassionate and wise being you never knew existed. I'm Dr. Wendy Hill, talking to you from Encinitas, California, where I help people with their personal and spiritual growth through workshops and one-on-one meetings. Let's explore together how to find your true self and to live the life you were meant to live. We will talk about everything from how to heal your inner child and transform your current life to how to connect with your highest self and to connect with others in ways that bring joy. My guests will be clients, friends, other professionals, and maybe even you. So I invite you to relax and open your mind and your heart. This is an adventure we all share. Mari Young is here with me again today, and we have been talking about. How core beliefs are formed, and how we can transform ourselves by going back to our core beliefs and identifying them and transforming them so that we can go from feelings of not feeling worthy or not feeling safe or not feeling loved or not feeling good enough to feeling worthy and safe and loved and valued. And so, welcome, Mari. I'm so glad you're back.
1: Thank you always for having me, Dr. Wendy. So we've been talking about the
0: different stages of how core beliefs are formed from very early, as early as the womb, going through age four, five to seven, eight to ten, the very vulnerable times in life where we are unwritten books being written by our experience. And those experiences, many of them are positive that form the good parts of our lives. And some of them are negative. And some of the negativity is so subtle and even forgotten. So part of the problem is how do we remember what happened to us so that we can transform it? And once we remember it, what do we do to transform? How can we do that? And so that's what this work is about in our conversation today, where we left off in the last podcast was going back through regression to remember those experiences and to acknowledge them and to feel them. It's a very difficult and scary part. So we talked about warrior spirit. We talked about courage and actually facing the past. And so, Mari, tell me a little bit about your your perspective of this and your experience, because you went through the workshop and actually did this work yourself.
1: So together in the regression, Dr. Wendy was facilitating me as I went through this and um, we revisited a moment um, not only in the womb but during my birth and we went back and I was remembering things I never knew were even accessible in my deepest memory which was the moment that I uh, what it felt like as an infant left my twin brother in the womb and was born first and that trauma that I experienced as, as a fetus entering the world in what felt like despair at leaving my twin brother behind and and starting a dialogue with that child, with that fetus, who was so scared and so traumatized at the time, trying to acknowledge her pain and listening to her and giving her a new perspective on an event that turned out okay in the end. You know, both me and my twin brother were born healthy and and happy, but... I carried this this with me for so long. And so...
0: So what happened in a, in a regression that you did mm-hmm. in the workshop is that you went back to this high-impact moment when your brother did not want to be born. Mm-hmm. You did. You wanted to be powerful and come out and be in the world and, and make documentaries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Um, When you realize that your brother did not want to be born, that he was not happy, you took on a core belief that you shouldn't be powerful, Mm -hmm. that you are therefore something wrong or bad about you. And so you began to act out that core belief. Mm -hmm. You began to act as though it were true and actually creating experiences that seemed to reinforce that so that your mind could go, yes, see, I'm not supposed to be powerful. I'm not supposed to be honest. I'm not supposed to be forthright. I'm not supposed to be my own advocate
1: that was one of the most important things i learned with you dr wendy which was that i created those experiences it was like a perfect attraction it was i believed from infancy so much so that i was scared of my own power that i wasn't worthy of experiencing my power to the fullest that i created experiences in which i felt powerless i felt like a victim i at 16 i developed an eating disorder and i hurt my body physically and therefore emotionally and spiritually as well and and there were ways outside of that, too, that I, I robbed myself of power i didn't advocate for my needs i had i would I would look back and say that my communication skills were suffering because of this core belief, and I enacted that every day of my life and
0: So you know, I know there's somebody out there listening to this going, "Gee, I can relate to that, mm-hmm. but how did Mari make that change? How can I make that change in my life? Because I don't remember my childhood. Mm-hmm. I don't remember how I felt. And so that's where the the power of regression comes in, is going back. And we talked in the last podcast about how we actually use a current experience that, as a springboard, and that going back, and I help my whoever I'm working with Go back using that emotion in their current life and their experience in their current life that's upsetting back to an experience when they were an infant, a fetus, or a child. And mm-hmm. then how the subconscious mind actually speaks to you through intuitive feelings, images, spontaneous thoughts mm-hmm. that actually begin to create the picture, put the puzzle together of what happened to you, your high-impact moments that form these core beliefs that have affected you clear to the present day. And in going back, the importance of acknowledging the emotions and the events that happened, and the miracle of actually going back as the adult and using your imagination to that little infant fetus or child and picking him or her up and this may feel very strange to do for the first time in saying, hello, sweet girl or sweet boy. I love you with all of my heart. And I've come through time and space to rescue you and to help you understand that this is not your fault, that it was an accident, that it was not supposed to make you feel not worthy or not safe, but it did anyway. And I'm here to witness that for you and to tell you that you are worthy that you are beautiful that you are worthy of being powerful for an example in your case mari mm-hmm. that you could tell that little baby inside that still dwells inside of you that it's okay for her to be powerful that it wasn't your fault her fault that her brother did not want to come out that it was not her responsibility what a miracle that moment must have been for you to have that insight
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, even now, just hearing you say this, there's a feeling welling up inside me. I can feel that inner child responding to your words. That it's it, it's a feeling of joy. It's it's a feeling that I had denied myself for so long. I, I hear this child inside me. I hear this voice saying, "Can it be? Like, is it true? Am I worthy? Is this? It's not my fault." Like, in shock almost. Because I had internalized that it was my fault for so long. And even now, and in the workshop that I underwent with Dr. Wendy wasn't that long ago. I still am, I'm still feeling the joy of, of realizing that that's true. It's That, that truth is, sinks in more and more every day, but even now as I sit here, it, it sinks in a little more.
0: And you know what, Mari? You're really alluding to something that's so important in this in this process of healing, which is to acknowledge the truth of it, mm-hmm. to have the courage, and we talked about Warrior Spirit a couple podcasts ago, of uh, the courage to actually say, I am worthy, that this really happened, and that it wasn't my fault. Mm-hmm. Or, I was just an innocent child, even though... I might have been punished, or I might have been told that I wasn't good, that I didn't deserve that, and that takes courage to do that. It's very emotional, and that's a part of the process: is to feel that emotion and acknowledge that.
1: And there is that pushback, like always, that in, that self-deprecating person inside you, that that voice that is not wise, that wants to say. No, but it's easier for me to believe that I'm not worthy because that's what I've believed for so long. It's easier. It's easier to self-pity. It's easier to self-victimize than to actually say. It's really hard to actually say to yourself, you are worthy. I am worthy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That does take courage, and you did that. So that, you know, to get to that place, to be able to say I am worthy, there's still other things that we have to do, and one of them, the scariest one maybe, is to express the emotion. Mm -hmm. Now, there are emotions that we feel during these upsetting or traumatic high-impact moments. And by the way, what's traumatic to an infant or a child may be just nothing to an adult. You know, Mm -hmm. a dismissive glance, a word, a derisive word, a, a rejection in school, a parent arguing saying, oh, as an adult, I can deal with that. But as children, we are so vulnerable and fragile. Our minds are just brand new. And those experiences
1: can be deeply damaging. So, And as adults, we tend to dismiss them, even ourselves, our adult selves. Yes. Uh, if I do feel that feeling welling up inside me, and maybe there is, it does rise above the subconscious for just as a glimpse, just a split second, that I do connect my current pain to the childhood pain. There is there tends to be a voice that says, no, that's to trivialize it. It's just my childhood. It was just, it was nothing. It was nothing. Even I, I mean, the world does that to me enough. Why do I have to do that to myself too? Exactly.
0: Exactly. So you had the courage and the warrior spirit and the will to say, okay, this did happen. This Mm -hmm. did hurt me. And sometimes it takes time to actually admit Mm -hmm. how much, how much things hurt us. So I call this going in and rescuing the child, rescuing the infant, the fetus, the child, and allowing that part of ourselves to actually acknowledge the emotions we feel. And sometimes that means we have to cry, Mm. sometimes crying deeply. Sometimes that means that we have to acknowledge the shame or the embarrassment we felt or the sense of not being worthy. Shame is a horrible, horrible feeling. Mm-hmm. And that has to be acknowledged as well, as well as the fear. So, to comfort that part of ourselves, we have to acknowledge these. And one of the most powerful, the and anger. scary, is to feel anger. Mm-hmm. So, because anger can, t- from the child or infant's point of view, be alienate us from the parents that we need to have protect us. And if our parents upset us, if they're a- upsetting. They're angry or not supportive or not mentoring us correctly to be angry at a parent can be for a child's point of view suicidal, so that to express anger can be such an important part of opening that door of accepting our worthiness and our safety and so sometimes I will have my clients do what I Call externalizing or expressing that anger or the sadness or the shame or the fear. And sometimes that means getting on the floor with holding on to a pillow and banging it on the floor, Mm -hmm. screaming, No, 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 so
1: that you're screaming at that event or at that person or in the past. In a safe environment, too, where for me personally, anger was a really difficult emotion. I did not feel comfortable expressing my anger and I had to. Do it with Dr. Wendy in a safe space because I was part of my core belief system as well was that if my anger would hurt people, not only would my power hurt people, but if I were to then be angry about denying myself power, that anger would somehow hurt people, my brother, my mother, my anyone
0: exactly so an important thing to to remember and know is that you don't have to express that anger directly to the people in real life mm-hmm. that you can do it within the safe place of your own bedroom or closet <laughs> mm-hmm. or in a workshop setting like the renaissance experience workshop that that you went through
1: instead of letting it come out in an unhealthy way too because exactly. I, I know that some people must think too, why why do I have to do this in private? Should I Is it shameful? No, it's not shameful. It doesn't or at least when I did it, I didn't feel shameful. It felt okay, I'm taking care of this because I don't want it to a fester and be internalized, which hurts me or come out in in a lashing out type of way later, which does actually hurt other people.
0: And you, you're just so right about that, Mari, because anger and any emotion that's held inside and not expressed continues to have power over us. Mm-hmm. And we don't realize it, but that's the cause of depression, that's the cause of anxiety, broken relationships, lack of success. It's like is, a poison. Yeah, it's like a poison that is inside of ourselves, it's held in right there in our solar plexus, right in our chest, and our belly. Mm-hmm. And it can become so toxic that it can actually poison us and cause poor health and not just broken relationships, but just a broken life. So you realize in the workshop how important it was for you to face your anger Mm -hmm. and to express it. And it was scary, but at the same time, was it not liberating when you were screaming, no, no, no? Mm -hmm.
1: It was hard, it was really hard to get there. But once I did, I mean, I had to do it multiple times, and I rem- I know that Dr. Wendy remembers, I mean, the first time I couldn't really do it, it was right, there was there were walls up. And even if it was just for two seconds, that feeling of letting it go- all go for at least, even just a few seconds was absolutely liberating.
0: So what I help uh, people do that I work with this is to make it very safe and to take it in baby steps so that it can be faced and released. And you know, once one does what I call a pillow hit, for example, the feeling afterwards may initially be a feeling of being stunned. Like, Mm -hmm. did I really scream that? Or did I really say no to my mother or my father or to this past event or experience? And then what starts to sink in is a feeling of relief, even joy, starting to rise up out of the ashes of one's despair, out of the ashes of one's hurt and anger, rising this feeling of worthiness, of possibility, of hope. And that's what's so wonderful about this. Even though this whole process of belief, core belief transformation, is a scary idea, the end product of it is freedom. So the next step then, and this is where the spiritual part comes in, is connecting with that part of ourselves that I call this great, loving, wise part of ourselves, a part of ourselves that knows without a doubt how worthy and loved we are, how lovable, how innocent, how... Fundamentally good, our true self is. And to get to that realization, to get to that true self, we have to face these dragons of these emotions. What was that like for you, Mari, when you started to connect with your great, loving, wise self?
1: I think in the workshop I described it as like a wind having blown through me.
0: That's right. I remember you saying that.
1: Yeah, it was almost as if... I mean, it was a lightness. I felt a lightness about like a, like a burden had been lifted. But also that a wind had blown through me like it had cleared out a lot of the junk which was keeping me from my true self and, and which, like you said, is infinitely wise and is compassionate and is all of these things that I didn't realize. And that wind had just swept away... A lot of the the hurt, a lot of the pain that I wasn't allowing myself to feel, the anger I wasn't allowing myself to feel, and that's, like you said, it was a very spiritual moment.
0: So at that moment in time, if you are, say, in your imagination, picking up little Mari or picking up that little boy, that little girl that was wounded by that experience... And holding them and speaking from this great loving, wise self, and saying, "I know the truth, you are worthy and having an actual conversation with that part of yourself, for example, if you say to that child, "Well, you're worthy," the child might say, "Well, how do you know?" or that can't possibly be true, and that your great loving, wise self can actually have the perspective and knowledge. An answer to that kind of conversation, that kind of question so that the child within us has a whole different set of perspectives and understanding about what's real, but your great loving wise self has the broader perspective, the broader picture of the mm-hmm. truth of your goodness and your worthiness. Mm-hmm. So That conversation, I call it dialoguing with your inner child, and we'll have a conversation in our podcast eventually on how to do that. But in that time of that conversation, new decisions can be made. The old decisions recognized of perhaps it's my fault, I'm not worthy, I'm not safe, to realizing the truth of the matter, which is you are innocent you are good, you are worthy, you are safe. And these new decisions then can go very deep, especially if you express love, because love is the key. And this is why I, I have you go back to this little girl, this little boy, and say, I love you, sweet girl, sweet boy, with all of my heart, because your love, the love that channels from your great loving wise self right through your adult self, to your words and to your heart holding that part of yourself and loving loving with all of your heart that child that you are that experience is what heals that experience is what transforms it, that experience is all that any of us ever wants as we ever wanted was to feel that love. And you have that power. You have that power and that ability to give that to yourself. You don't have to wait another minute. You don't have to wait another day, another year for someone else to come along to love you. You can do it. It's in you. Channeling from this great wonderful beautiful loving part of yourself this wise beyond your understanding part of yourself
1: yeah even even hearing that again from you is absolutely moving especially that bit about not waiting a second longer we we do have that capacity and that's what this podcast is all about discovering that
0: so what's next then is a process that i call getting a truth which is a wonderful experience of deeply in all parts of you acknowledging the truth about yourself which might be i am worthy or i am loved i am i feel i am safe i am innocent i am any number of things that we can possess in our whole being. And we'll talk more about that process in the next podcast. So Mari, again, I'm so glad you're here to talk about your experience. And I know you want people to contact you and talk to you and ask questions. So tell them your contact.
1: Again, yeah, my contact um, email is a, is a perfect way to contact me. If you have any questions, Um, it's young. 26 at gmail.com, Mari spelled M-A-R-I, and then young, like the adjective.
0: (laughs) So as well, I would like to have you, if you wish to, go to wendyhill.com and email me your questions. And of course, if you would like to be interviewed or part of this, I invite you to let me know that. It's so wonderful to have you listening and wonderful to have you here, Mari, once again. Thank you for being here.
1: Thank you, Dr. Wendy.
0: Thank you for listening. Remember that you are worthy and loved beyond your own understanding. This is a universal truth. It is meant for you to know and experience this truth in your whole being. If you want to learn more about this experience and how to be truly happy, please go to my website, wendyhill.com. Meanwhile, practice warrior spirit and talk with love to that little child within you.